Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues, the name of this program, and we thank you for listening. I am Tim Wildman. As the announcer just told you there, and uh, joining me in studios, Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tip. Fred Jackson. Yes, good morning. It's good to be back on a Monday. Monday, July the 11th uh, is the day, in case you were wondering. And uh, let's see, Fred, you were, you were out. Uh, when, when were you out? Last. I was here last week. That's right. It's, Ed was out. Ed was a few out. days. Uh, yes, a few days last week. This is the first week. time we've all been back together. But, yeah, that's what I was getting at. What I was getting at. So I hope everybody had a nice uh, weekend, and we want to thank the uh, what eleven, twelve hundred people or so that uh, came to Tupelo, Mississippi, for our annual Marriage Family Life Conference. We heard some great things this morning from Will Addison. Mm-hmm. Will mm-hmm. and Miki Addison uh, w- uh, were headed that up for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, boy, heard, heard some great testimonies. A lot of folks came by our studios and offices mm-hmm. while they were in town uh, for that, and uh, we're going to do that again next year. <clears throat> so, again, uh, we appreciate everybody who <clears throat> almost all the folks were listeners mm-hmm. to American Family Radio. Met some folks from uh, Friday from all over, Texas, North Carolina, Ohio, all over the, all over the country. Anyway, uh, it was a wonderful time, uh, and time well invested with all the rich content of the conference. You know, I, I tell you, I, I think what, one of the distinctives of this conference is that there are special streams for the kids. <clears throat> and I, I was listening to Miki Addison as she was introducing this, and the kids were going off to their special. And she, she said something along the line, and we're not just going to give them Kool-Aid and cookies. We're going to teach them about things like critical race theory. So, I, I mean, this this was really for the whole family. It about, was, about what's wrong with critical race theory. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't just like the adults come and we're going to babysit your kids. No, it's it's about for every member of the family. This really different type conference. Yeah. The annual marriage family life conference. So uh, we'll tell you as soon as the new uh, dates are announced for... 2023 that conference keeps growing mm-hmm. and growing each and every year um let's see if you want to join us on the internet you want to watch this here show as ed calls on that there internet you can go to facebook or youtube and type in today's issues type in today's issues on facebook or youtube and you can watch the show there we're live video streaming it ed any update on when our own live video streaming service will be ready to go? Yes, it will be soon. <laughs> Boy, is it, you, so you got another e- email from IT. <laughs> well, uh, my understanding is they have put it through some practice runs. Right. So I think they're working the, the kinks out of it. And now what we're talking about, uh, we already have uh, uh, streaming.afa.net, our AFA streaming platform where people can uh, stream our video content. But what you're talking about is 
we uh, are, our, our IT department has been working on getting us to the place where these shows, rather than someone having to go to Facebook or YouTube to watch the video of our radio programming, we'll be able to do that on our streaming platform. So that's what they have been working through. It's it's not just simply getting it to work. They have to get it so that it's secure, so that people can't, you know, invade the rest of our ministry by going through it, so on and so forth. So right. And just to know you and or I, or Fred for that matter, are of absolutely any help at all. <laughs> that's true. Um, in this regard. It doesn't stop us from asking them about it. but Right. And then they start talking their IT jargon. To explain. To explain, and we just nod our heads. All right, then, you stay on that. It's, that's uh, right. Whatever you just said. You yeah. Can, let's let's you, get, you get back at it. What are you doing yeah. talking to me? <laughs> it is funny when people who have no, very little or no knowledge mm-hmm. about, informa- what do you call it, information technology? Yeah. I- IT? Yeah supervise people who are the, who are in, very in, into that. Right. So that's you, you and I, we're in super, we're in administrative supervisorial capacities yeah. here. So when we ask in your son, Tony, we, you know, he works in the IT department. Would you yeah, talk? Explain what, what do you guys, what are you, what are you working, working on? on? <laughs> like, okay, and I'm he so, tells I'm you, and you just nod your head. Well, all right, then you keep at it. There's a lot of departments here, frankly. <laughs> true. That, <laughs> true that we, <laughs> That you try to supervise and try to keep up with exactly what it is that they're doing. That's why you want to have good, qualified people heading up those departments. You know, it's funny. I I was watching uh, over the weekend. It was some little short clip where uh, Tom Brady, the, you know, the quarterback quarterback for now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he was explaining uh, uh, some of the plays that they call and was explaining what they say in the huddle. And, man, I, I had, you know. It's it's not like it's when we were playing, language? yeah, sandlot football or whatever. Was okay, you go down ten yards, take you know, go take right, a, right, right. You can post pattern. Right. They had all kinds of very complicated things, and and it's the same kind of thing. I I didn't play football and don't understand anything he just said. Right. I think, and and then when Peyton Manning got to where he didn't know exactly what to do, he just yelled out Omaha. <laughs> yes, that's that's right, uh, Omaha, <laughs> Omaha thirty two. I don't know what that meant. Nobody knows what that. I don't even think Peyton Manning knew what that. He just yelled out Omaha. 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 All right. Uh, you're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Fred, what's leading the news this morning? Well, it, it's kind of a, a story of a continuing pattern in various places across the country, especially in Democrat-run cities, where you have very left-wing district attorneys uh, who basically are uh, have a record now of letting the bad guys go, and the bad guys commit more crimes. They're, they're pro criminal. That's what yes. they are. These, yeah. these district attorneys. Yes, yeah. and they let them out again. Right. And they commit more crimes. Right. Well, the latest example of this is is has got people outraged across the country, because a video has been released of an attack on a bodega operator. A bodega. I I did a little bit of Googling about this this morning, and the best way to describe it, and this is a story from New York City, is a small grocery store. Right. And uh, normally run by Latino immigrants, legal, uh, from various places, and uh, they cater to the Hispanic population. There are lots of them in New York. Well, this story took place uh, in recent days in one of those bodegas in New York. Here's what we know. 
a woman enters one of these bodegas, and I think she wanted potato chips or something like that, gives the operator of this bodega, uh, the worker, a credit card. And it was one of these. EBT cards. An EBT. Welfare cards. A welfare card. It was rejected. She gets very upset. And her boyfriend, who we now know as a career criminal, comes in and he attacks the bodega worker. Comes behind the counter. Behind the counter where he is. And starts threatening. Pushing, threatening. Yeah. Now, this fellow's 60. The owner is, uh, at least the guy working there. He's 61. He's 61 years old. Yes. The uh, other, the uh, fellow who's confronting him is probably 25 or something like that. He's at least half his age. Yeah. All right. The bodega worker, and uh, we know his name is Jose Alba, he defends himself. He has a knife. He defends himself, and he ends up killing this guy who has been attacking him. The charges are laid against this elderly gentleman who was defending himself. Initially, he was being held on on $500,000 bail charged with murder. And people are outraged. So much so that the mayor of New York came in and said, this guy should not be charged. He was simply defending himself against this guy. Well, Austin Simon, who was the 35-year-old who attacked the bodega worker. Yes. His girlfriend stabbed Alba. Yes. Several times in the arm. So this guy's under. And she has not been charged. This guy is fighting for his life in this situation. Yes. So uh, this involves the DA, Alvin Bragg. What you're going to hear is a summary of all of this from Fox's uh, Janine Pirro. It's cut number one. This is a microcosm of what's going on in the country. The victims are seen as either irrelevant or the people that we're going to go after. The criminals are excused, they're released, whatever it is. And this is just an example of it, everybody. This is coming to your town if it isn't there already. You have the right to defend yourself in the United States of America if you believe that you are being faced with deadly lethal force. And he knew that, and that's why he attacked. Yeah, there's, there is an association of bodega uh, stores, and they are supposed to meet with the mayor and perhaps the DA there of New York, Alvin Bragg. They, well, they believe there ought to be a stand-your-ground law there in New York. And basically what that means, if you're being attacked, you're allowed to defend yourself without worrying about being prosecuted for defending yourself. Yeah, this is outrageous. If you've watched this video, absolutely outrageous. Let me just say to Judge Janine's point, and we've talked about this before somewhat, there needs to be a expose uh, and a, um, or a documentary uh, in detail of what has happened here across America, especially in these big cities with these district attorneys who were paid for by George Soros or at least he contributed a lot of money to their campaigns. Yes. And what is hap- what, what they represent, these, these district attorneys. Now, and, and why, would, why would Soros, for example, who's a globalist, care so much about, you might think, well, he would, he would fund presidential campaigns or he would fund senatorial campaigns. Why does he care about the district attorney in Los Angeles? or the district attorney in San Francisco or Philadelphia or New York or Chicago. Um, why is that? <clears throat> so uh, 
there needs to be a expose on that for maybe there has been, but I haven't seen it, but I do have a general idea of what this is all about. And this is, this is, this is, uh, uh, now uh, what's happened is there is a belief on the political, on the side of the political left in America. <clears throat> they call it social justice. Okay. And I would say who's against social justice, right? Right. Well, their definition of social justice is to let criminals, uh, to, to let, to not enforce the statutory penalties against criminals, let them off for at least as amount as you can, even violent criminals, uh, in the name of social justice reform. Right. Um, and so what has happened is that these criminals now know that nothing will happen to them if they commit crimes, even violent crimes. Very rare that anything serious will happen to them in terms of consequences like going to jail or prison for a long period of time. Okay? So if the bad guys know that there's not going to be any serious punishment for their actions, then guess what? They're going to commit more and more bad uh, that's why they're going to commit more and more crimes. That's why almost inevitably, or almost inevitably, inevitably you see long rap sheets from these people who are finally arrested mm-hmm. or commit some kind of a, an act that you go, well, that's that's so public and so uh, egregious that the district attorney can't let them out, okay? <clears throat> but what is happening is this is wreaking havoc own these big cities to such an extent that there is an outcry among their own citizens who are not necessarily, they're not law and order conservatives <laughs> like is found in the heartland or in the South, for example, and are in many places in other uh, blue states, but are they're enclaves of conservatism, law and order, I would call it. Uh, and so, Crime is just, violent crime is just getting out of control. I've talked about this record number of, of carjackings. And the, I was reading a story last night in New York City, and uh, they're saying grocery stores. I'm talking about New York City are being being shoplifted to uh, uh, in the open every day. Mm-hmm. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And they're having to hire all their own person, their own private security teams. Uh, you can't confront people who go in and take whatever they want. Well, the district attorney in New York, for example, where this case took place, he announced early on he wasn't going to prosecute uh, what he called uh, petty crimes. In other words, shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can't take whatever you want. I'm, we're not going to come. We're not going to prosecute you. But you could see how that would even kill the spirit of police officers to get involved to try to arrest people for these crimes. When they know that the district attorney's office, who's responsible for prosecuting the criminals, is going to turn them back on the street that afternoon, and then without, they get, without prosecution, without prosecution, and they and then they have this no bail stuff. I mean, it's a complete res, uh, uh, recipe for disaster, which is what's happening. Uh, so, uh, to the now in San Francisco, they voted out. Yes, the Soros DA. Yes. About a month ago. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We're talking about liberal San Francisco said 
we we're not, we can't do we can't keep doing this. Okay, we can't keep letting uh, violent criminals run our run wild in our city. They may do that in Los Angeles. Yes, they've got a recall there for their district attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a recall effort. Okay, in New York, it's this Bragg guy. This DA. well, there's no, but there's no recall provision in New York State. The only one who can get rid of uh, Alvin Bragg is the governor. Right. And she is a far, far lefty, yeah. Governor Kathy. Holden. So uh, I've said a lot, but p- the people need to understand this is a na- as Jan Janini said, this is a national problem. These kinds of cases with with this uh, bodega, uh, uh, is it a bodega? Bodega. 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 Uh, uh, owner here. This does bring and and thank the Lord he had a security video camera which captured all this on on tape, or he would have been accused of killing a unarmed young black male and right. his life would have been over. Yes. Right. Uh, I mean, that's, huh? This Am guy, I right? This guy, uh, the bodega operator, uh, Jose Alba, he, he was not only stabbed, but my understanding, he was put in Rikers prison, which is, I think, maximum security yes. on mm-hmm. Rikers Island. And his stab wounds have gotten infected. They're not caring yeah. for this guy. It's like, it's, it's like Alvin Bragg and the, and the rest of the, uh, the uh, supposed law enforcement team there, not counting the police, it looks like they want this guy to be a sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. for this case when he was just defending himself. It is up to the voters of the city of New York to insist that Alvin Bragg is fired yes. from his job mm-hmm. and they put a district attorney in that's going to enforce the law, the laws on the books and keep violent criminals off the city. As best he can off the streets of New York City, if if they don't, if the voters of and they can put pressure on the governor's office, on the mayor's office, the city council, they they can bring pressure to and maybe it is building. I don't know exactly, but if they don't do that and kick out these progressive district attorneys, I say progressive in quotes, Abe calls them regressive district <laughs> attorneys, then you know what? I don't feel sorry for them. Okay, because you voted in this this lunacy, mm-hmm. and now you're suffering the consequences of it. So if you're going to continue to vote for liberal Democrats in your cities, uh, and who, who don't do anything about violent crime, then I don't know what to say for you. You have no one to blame but yourself, voters. Yeah. Yes. So next story, Fred. Next story. Well, uh, since last we met here, today's issues. Uh, President Joe Biden on Friday issued an executive order. He is still outraged about the United States Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade. He thinks it's an atrocity. He he wants to, as they put it, and they use all kinds of terms mm-hmm. that, that he is out there standing strong, he says, for women's reproductive health. That's the term that they use. Well, in this news conference on Friday... Uh, President Biden put a very angry face on, and he said, and he he said, as an example of how these uh, states, if they're going to outlaw abortion, the impact it will have. And he gave an example of he says he claimed of a ten-year-old being raped. It's cut number four. Just last week it was reported that a ten-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio, 10 years old. 
And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment. Ten years old. Ten years old. Raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state. Imagine being that little girl. Just I'm, I'm serious. Just imagine being that little girl. Ten years old. All right. Here's the problem that since Friday, there's no record of this happening. There is no police report as of this morning because if a, a little girl is raped, there ought to be a report to the police and they ought to be looking for a rapist. But there is no evidence of that. Apparently, Fox News, some others have tried to do some checking on this. And they can't find. Now, according to the Fox News story, there's a single source. Indianapolis OBGYN Dr. Caitlin Bernard claims an Ohio child abuse doctor contacted her after determining that the young victim was six weeks and three days pregnant. But here's the issue. They're calling it a rape, but there is no, at this point, police record that we are aware of. And there's no way of verifying this yeah. thus far. You know what the liberal media uh, said about President Trump every day? If he would have mentioned an anecdotal story about something, mm. they say this. President Trump, without any evidence, yeah. said such and such. Mm-hmm. That's what, that was their mantra, right. right? Even if he had evidence, they didn't care. Guess what? This is Joe Biden without any evidence. Uh, saying that some 10-year-old little girl in uh, where what state? Ohio? Was Ohio. Ohio. Had to travel to Indiana to get an abortion? Correct. You know what? He just made that up. There's no... You can't you can't use stories like that. I, I'm, he did. But you can't use highly inflammatory stories like that to make your point when you can't verify for the for the people you're talking to that this actually happened. Listen to this. Uh, uh, as of as of this past weekend, yeah. the Washington Post says that child services agencies in Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, Toledo, and other Ohio cities were unaware of any ten-year-old rape victims in their jurisdictions. Yeah, you know what's going to happen today? The Jean, what's her name? The Pierre Jean Pierre. Okay, I need to learn that. Before she's gone, uh, <laughs> she may uh, not last. Uh, she may not last too much longer. Uh, uh, Peter Ducey, if he hadn't already, is going to ask her about this. He's the only legitimate uh, pushback to 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 the White House in in, in the press corps that I've been able to see. Mm-hmm. And she's going to say, uh, probably, well, that was reported in the news. And then she's going to say, the, but the bigger point is, and, and the, the, the bigger, her bigger point is, she's saying, what she's saying is, we really don't care whether that story that President cited and was in, incensed about on Friday or whenever it was Thursday is true or not. The point is that uh, this decision of uh, the Supreme Court is forcing 10-year-old girls all across America to get, to get abortions in other states, and it's, that's, that's how cruel and inhumane these, these Republicans are. That, that's what yeah. these pro-life yeah. Republicans are. That's, uh, that's the point uh, that, uh, is, is, that she's going to make. 
and then she'll say, uh, "I will have, I will get back with you on details of, of where the president uh, got this information about this ten-year-old little girl." And then, of course, she never will. Nope. So that's uh, if the Washington Post were genuinely uh, care about genuinely cared about truth, they would give Biden four Pinocchios mm-hmm. for just making up a story out of whole cloth. Yep. Uh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you I will let Ed talk. Ed, hey, I'm enjoying the show. Yeah, Ed will Ed will be able to speak some when we get back from this timeout. Stay with us. When you hear this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jericho, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, all these places you've heard about your whole life. You've read about them in the Bible. Well, guess what? We're going to go see them. That's right. March 2023, we're going to go to the Holy Land. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. You know, my dad started taking tours to Israel as a Methodist pastor in the late 60s. And uh, then he taught me how to lead tour groups. And I started helping him in the 80s. And then he stopped doing them in the 90s. And then my wife and I have been doing them ever since. So we have a lot of experience traveling to Israel. And we would love for you to come with us in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, everything about the tour is available at twholyland.com. Just go to the website right now, twholyland.com, for all the information on the March 2023 trip to Israel. Hello Americans, I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Texas lawmen are urging the governor to declare an invasion. The Lone Star State has been overwhelmed, the border overrun by hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens. For a while, Governor Greg Abbott was busing the illegals to Washington, D.C., but there just aren't enough buses. Instead of declaring an invasion, Governor Abbott gave Texas Rangers permission to send the illegals back to the border. But not on Mexico's side, our side. As if that's going to do any good. It's time for Republican lawmakers to take a hard stand on our sovereignty, declare an invasion, and give the military full authority to repel the invaders. Imagine having to go to bed with a shotgun by your side. Imagine waking up every morning and finding illegals hiding in your garage, a dead body in the backyard. That's how ranchers along the border live every day of their lives. And that's not right, America. My latest book, A Must Read, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available at ToddSterns.com. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Ed, you take over. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to hey. get some oxygen and coffee over here so I can get going again here in a few minutes. Hey, welcome back to welcome back to today's issues. Tim Wildman is heading up the ship. He's our captain. And uh, listen, we just enjoy bringing the news to you folks. If you want to uh, watch us do this radio program, you can go to either Facebook or YouTube, search for today's issues and click through. You can watch us do radio. Uh, we do encourage people to get the app, the AFR app, so you can listen to today's issues and all the other great programming on American Family Radio anywhere you have a good signal. Also, we want to encourage you, if you want to go to AFR.net, we stream all of our radio program, our, especially our talk radio uh, programming, uh, live. Uh, and if you happen to miss a program live on American Family Radio, AFR.net. You can go there and uh, check out the podcast drop-down menu. There's a podcast tab at the top of the page, and you can listen to programs that you might have missed. So I'm good. I, good. I, I'm all talked out now. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> <Yep>. Go, Fred. <laughs> You're up next. Well, you know, uh, our listeners are well aware of high gas prices at the pump. Got been going down a little bit. You know, it's really bad because I was celebrating last week that regular gas went down to $3.97 <laughs> a gallon. Know. You and, know it's bad when you're happy and it's 4 bucks. And yes. I stopped myself. Right. Said, Wait a minute. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this still hurts. Uh, but anyway, it's President Biden to the rescue. Uh, he's heading to Saudi Arabia this week. I feel safer already. Yep. What's he going to Saudi Arabia for? Well, he wants them to start digging more oil out of their out of their land. Out of their backyard. Yeah, we're, we're capping off the oil wells here and the natural gas wells. And but I thought fossil fuels were burning up the planet. Uh, they o- Only American fossil fuels. Only American so. fossil fuels. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's the fossil fuels with the American flag in them? Yes. Yeah. The, the fossil fuels we get from OPEC, are they're clean, right? That's yeah. Clean. Clean fossil fuels. Clean renewable energy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, was that all joking aside, was asked about this this morning. you got to remember, candidate Joe Biden referred to Saudi Arabia. He says, I'm going to make them a pariah when I get in office. He just, he just thinks they're detestable people. Uh, I just wonder what the conversation was when this trip was announced, that he's coming, he wants more oil from us. We're going to have a good time with this visit. I can just see this coming. Anyway, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Fox and Friends this morning, he's giving his assessment of Biden heading out to Saudi Arabia. Cut three. It is crazy, unnecessary, and dangerous for the American people that we find ourselves in this place today. Our our president made a choice. He, He chose Greta Thunberg and the radical environmental left instead of the American people. He's locking in all these energy resources under our ground. He's made it politically impossible to invest in energy, all the jobs that go with that. And now Americans are suffering at the pump. Uh, The cost to heat their homes this winter will be staggeringly high compared to what it was just two years ago, Ainsley. Uh, This wasn't necessary. And now uh, Biden administration finds itself in this place where it's having to go turn turn tail and, and beg for energy from 
leaders like Maduro and the Ayatollah and uh, the Europeans from Vladimir Putin, we, we can see what this brings to the world. Insecurity, instability, and really, really high prices for American families. How's this for irony? He's going cap in hand to the Saudis to beg them to pump more oil. A few weeks ago, you may remember this. Uh, the heads of the oil companies here in the United States were invited to Washington, but Joe Biden would not even meet with them. In fact, they weren't even allowed on White House grounds. They met off-site with the Secretary of Energy, who basically read them the riot act, that it's all their fault, that they're gouging, price gouging, and all this sort of thing. So he doesn't even meet Joe Biden with our oil executives but he flies several thousand miles to Saudi Arabia to beg them to produce more oil. Now, let me ask you this. The, the, the reason was the reason that Joe Biden said we need to make Saudi Arabia a pariah state, treat them as a pariah. Is this all go back to the uh, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, the, the journalist who was killed there? And the suspicion is yeah. that the Saudi government yes. orchestrated that. I'm not sure that's the singular reason. Okay. Uh, because there is a belief that the Saudis have do done some other things as well. But I, I think it was a slap in the face to what Donald Trump did as president when he reached out, the Abraham Accords, right. et cetera, et cetera, bringing the Saudis together with Israel. Uh, by the way, he is going to make a stop in Israel. going to be interesting to see what happens there as well. But I think you're right. There was a connection to that. But also, uh, I, I think it was a knock against the former president as well. Uh, he, he's, when is he going to, uh, it's later this week. He leaves Israel. I think he's visiting Israel first and then the Saudis. I think that's the way it lines yeah. up. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see both, both, both stops there. Said he's not going to engage with the Saudi, uh, crown prince, right? Well, that's what he said. Yeah. I think I'm talking about, that won't talk to him. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to skip my commentary on that. I'll, I'll, I'll be here 10 minutes from now. <laughs> I got a lot to say on that, but we probably need to move on. Well, yeah. If, listen, if you want to complain about the price of, of fuel, I, I'm, I'm willing to listen. Oh. Was that what you're going to complain? No, I just, I, bl I believe in the sticker that we see at some pumps with Biden's picture on it pointed at us saying, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, talking talk about. I have the, seen that. Talk I've seen about that the have y'all seen these? Yes. Oh yeah. Talking about the price of a gallon of gasoline in America. I did that. Somebody said the other day. I was reading commentary. They said, you know, Biden, Biden and his spokespeople keep blaming Putin for the price high, price increases, right, on gasoline and other things. So, so they said, so how is it that the president of of Russia controls the price of gasoline in the U.S. So what he's saying, what Biden is saying is he's helpless. Mm. Right. But Putin can control it. Yeah. Putin can, can control it. In, in America, right. the president of the United States is saying, I'm helpless to control the price of gasoline. But Putin is not. He's the president of Russia, yet he controls the price of gasoline in America. That's what he's saying. Yeah, but it's because of the invasion of Ukraine, I think. is Yes, but, yes, but, I know. But he is saying that he's helpless to do anything about what what's happening. When, when he blames Putin... Now, I guarantee you, should the price of gasoline come down another dollar, do you know who's going to be taking credit for it? Oh, right. Of course. So he gets helpless, Joe. So Biden. I'm, I'm So yeah, he's going to say it, then it won't no longer it will no it won't be called Putin's price decrease. Right. It'll right? be Biden's. It, It'll be I, look what I did. Right. To get prices down on gasoline. So I don't know that that'll happen. 
I doubt it will. Well, uh, it, it naturally will go down when summer travel eases as the kids go back to school. People aren't traveling as much, so demand will go down. We, we can expect <clears throat> prices to decrease some. But to your point, that's Joe Biden isn't doing that. Right. No, it's he, just supply and he only takes credit for, for the good things, but never the blame for the bad things. Of course, that's probably politicians since the dawn of time, yes, right? That's yes. right. Taking that approach. Anyway, all right, Fred, what else you got over there? Well, I, I guess. Because uh, I got a story for you when you get ready for it. Okay. I just This is sort of breaking news. Go. This is from Fox News. A Florida man who evaded deputies early this year by escaping into a swamp was caught on Saturday after he tried to outrun law enforcement on a riding lawnmower, authorities said. You heard me right. I'll continue. Paragraph two. Dusty Mobley. Oh, Dusty. You know, lives down the street. Oh, Dusty. He's 40 years old. And he was located about 9.30 a.m. at home on Pasco Broxon Circle in Holt. I don't know where that is in Florida. I think it's a panhandle. <clears throat> what it is, because it says the Okaloosa County. That's where I vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Okaloosa? <laughs> I didn't see Dusty down there. On his lo- said the uh, Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said he was wanted on arrest related to the theft of a $40,000 boat in January. So he's wanted by authorities. Right. He, he was charged with, he's been he warranted, he's, did took a he stole a forty thousand? I'd like to see how he did that. Yeah, forty thousand dollar boat. Okay, so the sheriff's deputies go find out where he is. They go to his home. When Mobley spotted the deputies, this is this is the punchline of the story here. Yeah, the sheriff's office said he switched a John Deere riding lawnmower quote into high gear <laughs> end quote and tried to flee the scene. <laughs> Mobley was quickly apprehended. <laughs> to think? me, I say, you think? <laughs> After pursuing deputies, tased him. <laughs> they tased him. Uh, and he was an unarmed. He was unarmed, I think. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, is that- they tased him. On the on the lawnmower, he's trying to get away at whatever. What can you go at? 10 miles an hour? I don't know. At top speed? I don't. You can't outrun huh. anything on one of those mowers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That best now, they tased him. Is, is that, they tased him. Is I don't know why they tased him. Liable to set off the gas tank or something? Well, but, it's, it's, probably, it's not metal. So. When Mobley spotted the deputies, the sheriff's office said he switched to, well, I, I, I said that already. Mobley was taken into custody and found in possession of a revolver, a handcuff key, and a pipe with suspended uh, crystal meth residue. Uh, anyway... Dusty's, I guess he's behind bars now. So with but that kind of with that kind of story, maybe when you're it, on it, crystal meth, uh, it's hard to believe that he was on crystal meth. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe when you're on crystal meth, you think you can get away from cops. It seems like a good uh, idea by switching the lawnmower into high gear. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know where he would have where he would have gone. Uh, I, I think. I think the words crystal meth have a lot to do with I, I think the lack of I think logic right. that he was demonstrating. I, I think you're right. Dusty. Anyway, I, I, the, the, uh, part, the part of the story, the reason I brought that up is I've never heard of a uh, potential criminal or criminal trying to flee a scene and get away from the cops by using a riding lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Probably 
His judgment was a little impaired. Yes, <laughs> so. Huh? Yeah. There. So, unless they make John Deere's that go 50 now. I don't know, 50 <laughs> miles an hour. I don't know. Maybe they do. I see these. You see these people out on the uh, they get it done zero quick. turns? Yeah, they get it done quick. Can mm-hmm. you drive one of those? You I, have no, one of those? I don't have a, I have a John Deere, but I don't have a zero a zero turn. turn? Yeah. You, Fred, you got one of those zero turns? Uh, no, I am a self-propelled lawnmower. You mean like a, like a push mower? I push. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. How long does that take you? How long? Well, we don't have that big a yard. You probably have a huge yard. We have yard. A, uh, over an acre. Well, yeah, I understand that. Uh, so it would take you two hours, hour and a half? Yeah, like? about two hours or so. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this heat, though, in humidity. Actually, my, my wife informed me late last week that she had hired a guy for the month of July <laughs> <laughs> to do our law. Oh, so, yeah. She said, Fred, you're brutal. not going out there in this heat. Well, that's. You got a good wife right there. That's right. Yeah, because we're what heat indexes of what 114 lately. I've just seen yeah. these zero. Yeah, I've just seen these zero turns out here. Yeah, well, and they I, just look like me. It give you whiplash. Yeah, they, no, those those are those are quick. I, I'll just say this. Um, now it's supposed to be 101 the temperature here tomorrow, in Tupelo, but it's that way but throughout it's, the but, south but it's and midwest. To, it's supposed to drop. I said Thursday's 89. Friday's 91, and I can't believe I'm, like, going, yes, 91, 92. <laughs> 89 would be a, an Arctic blast yes. <laughs> right yeah. now. Huh? So, Are you serious? Yeah, that's – Yeah, all right. 89 then. on Thursday. Oh, man. Bring, bring, bring out, break out the jacket. How do, you, <laughs> how do you spell relief? Wow. <laughs> all right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Well, um, a lot of the uh, – a lot of the well, a lot of the country has been experiencing above higher than normal temperatures. It's been a hot July. Yeah, it really has. But when the humidity hits in the South, huh? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it'll test your religion. I'll be honest with you, it will. Yeah. Uh, your attitude. I'm talking about your. Oh attitude, yeah, no, I know attitude. exactly what you're talking your about. Your attitude. All right. If your air conditioner breaks in your car. Hmm? And I've seen people driving around with their windows down. That's that's, that's a right. hard right. That's, but at least they have suffering. their mask on, <laughs> huh? Taking care no, of that okay. health. Yeah, go ahead, Fred. What's, what's, yeah. Well, uh, uh, got a story about our borders are okay. If we're, what point we're we gonna have some good news in this hour? I uh, I can you, give you. Uh, we can delay the borders are story. If no, you like. go ahead with the borders are. I don't are. think there's any good news coming. <laughs> On this Monday? <laughs> On this Monday, July 11th, yeah. 2020. Right, well, we had good news under President Trump. Yeah. A lot of good news, didn't I'll we? finish up with a good okay, news Okay, good. Story. Go All ahead. Right. Uh, Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris. She's a little upset with the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. As the state of Texas is just fed up with what's going on on our southern border. Thousands and thousands of illegals keep streaming in. So uh, the governor of Texas has said, okay, we're going to start picking these people up and we're going to ship them back to the border. Basically doing the job of the federal government. Kamala Harris says, this is terrible what the governor is doing. How dare they interfere with our, I'm going to paraphrase now, beyond paraphrase, I'm going to say, how dare the governor of Texas interfere with our open border policy? Have you got her speaking to this? No, no, what I do have is journalist Sarah Carter, who visited the border lately, and she was talking about the number of kids, unaccompanied kids, that are crossing our border. Right now, what they're projecting is over 160,000 little boys and girls, unaccompanied by adults, entering this country. 
She says, this is an absolute crisis. This is another chapter in our border crisis. Cut number two. Well, it's, it's unfathomable, Ainsley, when you see the amount of children. I mean, it's, it's hard for people to understand unless you're there. When you're standing at the border and you watch hundreds of children just pour across the border, unaccompanied, exposed to adults who aren't even their guardians. Uh, there are many times when I run into young girls who I know who have been accosted physically or sexually. Mm. Uh, this is a policy. The Biden administration's policy of allowing this open border chaos has basically given the human traffickers and these drug cartels kind of carte blanche to do whatever they want and pocket money, traffic humans. It's unbelievable. And that's just part of the crisis. There's the unaccompanied kids. There was another bust on the border just in the last few days, fentanyl. They say there's just tons of this drug coming across the border. And the only reason the Biden administration is allowed to get away with this is because, for the most part, the mainstream media is refusing to cover this story. Yeah, and I, I got to say, I don't. I know that a lot of this traffic coming across our southern border is being driven by poverty condition conditions in their um, native lands, but I don't care how poor you are, you to send your child yeah. without family members to another country, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know what they're thinking, honestly. I mean, you're paying these coyotes. You've got to know, and these cartel members, I don't know if those they're one and the same, the coyotes uh, and the cartel uh, traffickers, but uh, you, you got to think that word is getting back to these countries, El Salvador, Guatemala, what have you, that uh, bad things are happening to the kids on the way and that the some of these young people don't wind up in the United States. They're trafficked. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, you got, that's got to be filtering back. Do those countries care, though? Well, I'm talking about the parents, the parents of the kids. I, I just maybe – I've, maybe I've never been poor enough to, to know what it's like, but I, I got to think at some point you – your, your maternal and paternal instincts kick in. You go, well, we're just going to gut it out here. I'm not sending the kids with coyotes on a thousand-mile trek. Well, I've said it before. It's just my opinion. I think if Republicans take the House and the Senate this fall, I think that President Joe Biden ought to uh, be tried uh, for dereliction of duty because uh, what's happening in this country, Ed, you were away last week when we covered the story from Richmond, Virginia, where uh, thankfully the police got notice that two men in the country illegally were planning a July 4th shooting like we saw yeah. uh, in other jurisdictions. This is, this, we're just starting to find out the impact of what the Joe Biden border policy is doing to this country. Well, did you see, uh, I guess this is today. Let me see here. Uh, July the 8th. What's today? That was Monday, July 8th. Today's Today is 11th. Yeah, Friday was the 8th. So which was it, Monday or Friday? No, fr Friday was the 8th. Today's the 11th. Yeah. So Friday was the 8th? Yes. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> thank you for that clarification. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Jean-Pierre, Corrine Jean-Pierre, who's took over for Jensaki. Uh, she said this in response to Governor Abbott telling the Texas National Guard uh, when they come across people here illegally, take them back to the Mexican border. Yeah. 
She said this, quote, immigration enforcement is a federal authority and states should not be meddling in it, end quote. She said, um, especially Texas Governor Abbott, who has a track record of causing chaos and confusion at the border. What? I know you talk about gaslighting and, and with a capital G, huh? And then she said this. This is the spokesperson for the president. Blaming Abbott for confusion and chaos on the border. That's like blaming Putin for all the inflation in America, right? Yeah, these who would people, do that? These people just gaslight, just right. just make up stuff and, and, and tell you it's supposed to be so. Of course, they're liberal media. They, they won't hold these uh they won't hold many of them won't hold hold her accountable for example for for her making stuff up so then this is her go-to line uh, jean-pierre just like uh jen saki used to say i'll circle back remember that (laughs) and she never circled back this is what uh, jean-pierre does now if she has a question she doesn't want to answer or doesn't have the answer to then she'll refer you to somebody. Yes. That's her that's yeah. her that's her go-to phrase. So after she said especially Texas Governor Abbott, I'm quoting again, who has a track record of causing chaos and confusion at the border, she said. Uh Jean-Pierre claimed, and then she said this, so I would refer you to the Department of Justice on any legal matter. But again, immigration enforcement is a federal authority. Is that even correct English? I don't know. No. It's not, is it? No. So you want to break down the participles there and the <laughs> verbs and adjectives no. for me, Ed? It might have been a hanging participle in there somewhere. I don't I don't know. No, she that, <laughs> But again, I, uh, she said, but again, immigration enforcement is a federal authority. <laughs> now, I, let's stick with her main point. Yeah. That cuz I, I've done this kind of thing myself here, okay? Just, I was going to say, if you're public speaking yes, in a situation okay. like that. I'm going to give her a break on yeah. on the fact that immigration enforcement is a federal authority is incorrect grammar. But what she's saying is, what she means is immigration enforcement is the job of the president and the federal government, end of quote. But but they're not doing that. They're not doing their job. That's and then, right. And she's blaming Abbott. Mm-hmm. for for uh chaos and confusion on the border that's and, like, and, and go ahead that's like claiming that people who are who are demanding law and order in New York City yeah. are the ones causing the the cr- spike crime. in crime Th- yes it, that's overtaking that's exactly the city. what it is yes yeah. she's she's blaming yeah now I, I think Governor Abbott his answer to Corinne Jean-Pierre is, you know what? My authority is to protect the citizens of Texas, Texas. and yeah. that's what I'm, I'm doing. Be, I've been elected governor to protect the people of Texas, and there are people, and I'm getting no help from the federal government in doing so. And I have to take it up. I have to try to do the best I can myself with our own national guard. I've got people who are not in the, my state legally. I'm taking them back to the border of the spot where they came in, and it, it's not my fault that you're not guarding the border. Yeah, so that's what Abbott would say, but I, she she doesn't care. All they're no. doing is deflecting away from the Biden administration. I understand that's her job, 
as the White House press secretary, all press secretaries, that's their job is to make their boss look good. Run interference. Run interference. But I always, but her line, her daily line now is, so I would refer to you to. In other words, I can't, uh, I'm not going to answer that or try to answer that. Uh, go ask somebody else. <laughs> That's what she says yeah. often. All right, Fred, we got two, two or three minutes here. You said you got some sunshine for us, Fred? I got some <laughs> sunshine for you. Yeah. Well. And I'm not talking about the brutally hot kind. I'm right. No. About no. The happy news, now. the happy news kind, Fred. Bit of a hero. Okay. Have you guys seen the video? of this young man. He only has about 100 hours of flying time. And he had this single-engine plane up uh, July the 3rd, which uh, last week sometime. And uh, so he's near Asheville, North Carolina. I was just there uh, a couple weeks ago. And he has engine trouble. Have you guys seen this video? I have not. He plunks it down on a four-lane highway, in fact. I saw it. I didn't see the video. I saw the story. Uh, he got it down. It looks like he landed in the turning lane, like in the middle. Yeah. So you see, uh, he has a video going on the wing. And so you see the single engine propeller and uh, the engine is has, has obviously died. He can't get it started. And he plunks this thing down on the four lane highway. And later, uh, somebody came along or he was able to fix it and he took off again. From the highway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from the took highway. Took off again? Yes. Yes. So this, he's only got about 100 hours in, according to the story. But you see, thanks, and it's a really good video, you actually see the cars coming towards him as he's going to land. Then there's another car over here going the same direction. you imagine the driver of that car looking up and saying, hey, there's an airplane. <laughs> Honey, there's an airplane. <laughs> I know. Well, you know who else ha happened to that? JJ. JJ Jasper. He landed yeah. on a four-lane. Yes, and, and, and in a single-engine plane. Yeah, this is about yeah. ten years. Which ago. is why I have followed, I have followed your belief. <laughs> I don't go up in a plane that only has one pilot or one engine. <laughs> Amen, brother. And I have followed that because that is that is wise. Yeah, yeah, that's wisdom. Now you practice these things when you you're go, getting your license. You go up with you go up with one pilot, <laughs> and he he blacks out on you. Right. Uh -huh. You're a huh? dead man. You're a dead man. Yep. <laughs> we'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.